0: Hi friend, welcome to the Quiet Connections Podcast. Do you feel anxious and not good enough in social situations? Feel like you're weird, broken or don't fit in? You are not alone. Join Haley and Stacey on a journey to quiet confidence. Picking up key insights to help you feel more calm and confident. So you can finally speak up, join in and feel like you belong too.
1: Hello, welcome back to the Quiet Connections podcast with me, Stacey and Haley. Do you ever catch yourself just getting lost in a moment, staring up at the sky and watching the clouds float by? Or listening to the leaves as they rustle in the wind? Or how about following the path of a raindrop as it trickles down your window after it's been raining outside? I know I used to love doing that in car journeys when I was a child. And in those quiet moments, you feel calm, stillness, peace. Your busy mind silences and you're able to breathe. Nature has this amazing way of igniting our curiosity pulling us into all its wonder and drawing us out of that internal chatter in our tensed up bodies. We can't deny that as humans, we're fascinated by nature. We love watching nature documentaries and even more so when they're narrated by David Attenborough. <laughs> you know, it's true. We flock to parks in summertime to chill and to play and we crave those warm beaches to get away catch a break to rest now we're quite lucky being here in Cornwall we're surrounded by miles of gorgeous coastline and as a rural county wild spaces are not hard to come by but even if you live in the city or a more built-up area nature is still always around you whether that's a park or in your garden or even just bringing some plants into your home we can all reap the benefits of spending time with nature. In today's episode, we chat with our nature-loving community engagement manager, Ellie Smart, who shares her experiences and explorations of nature and how they've helped her to ease anxious feelings, anxious thoughts, and instead feel more grounded and more confident in her own self so that she felt more able to let go of the fears of judgment in social situations and courageously show up as herself, safely knowing that she already belongs. But first, Haley, you've trained recently in something quite special, haven't you, which has brought some amazing insights, learnings and practices back into the support that we offer here at QC. Would you mind sharing what that is and, and what the science is behind it?
2: I've trained as a Blue House coach, which is an approach to coaching developed by my very good friend, Lizzie LaBlestio, who is an awesome coach and an ocean advocate, Science has long told us that nature is healing, that it's restorative, and Blue Health Coaching takes this further, exploring our relationship with the natural environment, and specifically blue spaces, and how we can partner with this environment to create change, both internally within ourselves, and also um, for the greater good of the whole ecosystem because as we know, everything we do or don't do has a ripple effect that touches the people around us and the wider environment too. So, you know, we don't operate or exist in isolation. And even though it feels that way sometimes when we feel um, stuck in our heads or when we're feeling anxious, rejected, overwhelmed, um, or even small and insignificant. And I think that nature has a wonderful way of reminding us and helping us to see for ourselves that we are important and beautiful And unique and worthy just as much as any other aspect of nature and in fact we're all connected we are nature. When we're in natural environments physical changes automatically happen in our bodies. We can release uncomfortable feelings in the breeze through breath and movement we get really present in the now, we engage all of our senses and create a gentle fascination or a sense of awe and appreciation within us that raises our energetic vibration and has the potential to transform our sense of belonging in the world. We can deepen the connection that we have with ourselves and we can access new insights and wisdom from within that we couldn't get to before and maybe didn't even know was there. And this is why I value nature nourishment as a way to to nourish ourselves mentally, emotionally, physically and spiritually. And of course, the more connected we feel with nature, the more we care for it and make conscious pro-social environmental choices, which incidentally also gives us a sense of purpose and significance and meaning in life. And isn't that what we're all searching for?
1: Oh, absolutely. One hundred percent. So let's dive into our chat with Ellie, shall we? And find out more about the power of nature and how it can benefit you. QC Dream Team here today. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Ellie, you're Quiet Connections Community Engagement Manager. And some of you may already feel like you know Ellie a bit from seeing her popping up on the Quiet Connections app and on Facebook and Instagram. You've been sharing some wonderful videos and posts lately, Ellie. They've been so, so great to hear um, and to read. So for those who perhaps don't know you and are new to Quiet Connections, would you mind sharing a little bit about who you are and, you know, what brought you to Quiet Connections?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I think I was always quite shy when I was growing up, or I felt very shy as very um, quiet generally. Um, and that kind of carried on throughout, probably up until my early 20s or so. But it was when I, I met Hayley at a like business thing. Um, and I think we kind of connected there because Hayley was just starting Quiet Connections um and yeah, she obviously says an idea yeah <laughs> I think it, <laughs> Hayley probably I think you approached me um because I was refusing to put my hands up and my little tutory person was like what are you doing <laughs> um so that was kind of how I came to know Quiet Connections um and then I obviously followed Haley um and her progress with Quiet Connections for a little while Um, And then when it got started a little more, I started to run a few workshops or not workshops, little community engagement activities, which were really fun. Um, Yeah, so that was kind of how I started to know quiet connections. But I think generally a little bit more about me. Um, I really struggled to communicate with people Um, verbally. I'm not very or at writing I've sort of really struggled with um so it was kind of in my late teens I started to discover photography quite a lot and I used that as a medium to kind of not only express myself but to start telling stories um so I went more down the social journalism route because I found that photography is a really really good way to tell other people's stories as well especially because I wanted to get to know these people but I was too shy to ask them questions so I would just kind of document their life um, and that would be my way of kind of learning about them and it also felt like I was giving them a platform to tell their story Um, so that was a really useful tool for me and then sort of as more time went by I started to focus on different projects Um, and it wasn't until I started focusing on paganism especially in Cornwall because we're a very sort of ancient kind of county Um, (laughs) and that was when history yes yeah um, that was when I started to connect with sort of modern day pagans and it was their connection with nature that really started to inspire my own connection with nature um you know I'd always loved nature I always found that it was massively useful and helpful to me um you know the amount of times I've been stressed and I just have to get out like even if it's just 10 minutes sat in the garden or whatever I think it just grounds you again um and then it was it was watching these deeper connections with nature from other people that I start to really think oh is really like really cool um so that was how I started to get into the nature side of things and I started to sort of naturally develop my own connections um I think for me listening was a big one I just used to like sitting there and just listening because the amount of times we block things out we don't really notice um you know I can I'm very lucky I can hear the sea from my garden but the amount of times you just ignore it because it's just a background noise but when you actually tune in and start to listen to all these little sounds that's what really started to make me think ah this is so cool there's like all these little birds around and you know like hearing different noises of little insects and things that you don't notice in the summer and then you start to look for them um and you start to see the detail that's in something like so small. And it kind of, yeah, it made you feel like you kind of, you could sit there and be a part of something without having to physically contribute, which I think nowadays we are made to feel like we have to constantly do something or constantly be something. But just being able to just be and listen and look at things and observe it kind of made you feel like you're there somewhere but without yeah doing stuff
1: (laughs) oh there's so much beauty in what you just shared then from um you know the your journey into photography and how that was a tool for communicating and telling other people's story but also a way for you to feel like you're getting to know other people and and then like that transition into the connection with nature as well. To me, what it sounded like is that there's like a theme of observing with you. Yeah. And this sense of like, you're here to listen and to observe and to watch what's going on. And how do you feel like that applies to, to those of us who are like quieter?
0: Absolutely. I think generally as quieter people, we we do tend to observe more because whether we mean to or not we we're always looking for that kind of opportunity i guess to either say what we want to say or trying to connect with other people um so i think we tend to have a a good skill of observing the things around us and i think as well as quiet people we tend to be more in tune with other people's emotions and feelings because we observe so much we start to sort of be able to read people very I think very well um and quite quickly as well sometimes you can just pick up on what people are feeling just by yeah observing them
1: I completely agree I think it's one of our superpowers is that you know we are watching so much and seeing what's going on and I think taking in so much information and things that other people are missing and within that there is so much wisdom and beauty and gifts that that we're holding that we that I suppose like we're here to kind of share with the world absolutely if if we find ways to help us express those in ways that feel comfortable, and it sounds like photography and nature are, are those things that have really kind of connected you to, to being able to express those parts of yourself.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, like you said, it, it's it's it is one of our superpowers to be able to observe so much, and I think if people can find a medium to express themselves through that, and sort of, you know, whether it's crafts or art or photography or music I think it's it's really good to be able to have a platform where you just feel like you can be you and express those observations that you feel in everyday life.
2: I think firstly we really need to recognize the beauty of our quietness and I certainly was going around rejecting myself because I felt like I wasn't good enough because I was too quiet and when we met yeah we were on a uh, a business course exploring setting up our own independent businesses and at that point I was still like I don't think I can do this because I don't think I've got it in me and I'm not the right kind of person and obviously naturally I was drawn to you Ellie because you equally you know gave me the, the quiet vibes and that made me feel really safe and like we connected immediately um but actually I really struggled to talk to a lot of people in that environment
0: I think those those kind of environments can be so intimidating um I can feel intimidating when you're in them you know you got you've got a lot of different people around you that you've never met before and it can be like oh my gosh like (laughs) it again you end up <laughs> <Help>. <laughs> yeah, you end up sort of not taking in half of the information as well because you're just more worried about what people are going to think about you so you're like uh. <laughs> so I think it, yeah
2: yeah you're sitting there in that fight flight mode <laughs> yeah
0: absolutely and then they ask you a question you're like I, I don't actually know what's going on <laughs> <laughs> way too preoccupied um <laughs> Yeah, so I think it was it was good to be able to relate to you in that situation because it was like ah uh, not alone. And then I think um, discovering what you were doing as well was really interesting because it was like oh my gosh, this is like so incredibly helpful. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm I'm so glad that you do carry on.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you, and I'm really grateful at how you're bringing this nature connection this. Encouraging people to really nourish themselves through connecting with nature into quiet connections because you, firstly, you're so brilliant at it mm. and you you wouldn't have any idea that you have struggled communicating in the past the way that you do it. You are just so at home and comfortable in your element. Um, and I think that that connection with nature can be really useful for connecting with yourself and really learning to appreciate those quiet strengths because when you look around in nature there's quiet and stillness everywhere and we're really drawn to it and we really appreciate it yet that's the very same thing that we seem to be rejecting Mm. in ourselves.
0: Absolutely I think it's so amazing the amount of times that people say oh I just want a bit of peace and quiet (laughs) and oh I just want to you know sit in the middle of a field and not think about anything and it's like so what's wrong with being quiet if we crave is quiet half the time (laughs) Yes, it's so So true you know everyone wants this quiet life um but yeah in ourselves we're like oh we must be quiet and it's like no we should it's it's amazing it's so lovely (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I think nature's got definitely that power to be able to help us um connect with things um I think the amount of, like you said, the amount of things we look at in nature that are still and are quiet, we we notice those times for movement and we notice those times for stillness. Um, And how that changes all the time as well, it's a very, you know, fluid thing. And I think it's the same with ourselves. Although we can feel very quiet sometimes, there's also times where we want to feel expressive. And I think that's totally okay, we sometimes, feel put ourselves into this quiet box and we're like okay we are quiet so everyone thinks we're quiet so we should be quiet Mm. um but I think there are times where we go actually I would you know I wouldn't mind doing this today and it's not me as such of what people think of me but I want to give it a go and I don't think there's anything wrong with that I think we need to sort of relate to nature in that sense and realize it's okay we can do the the louder things as well if we want to and feel comfortable doing that.
2: Stacey do you want to pick up on that because you said something the other day about feeling like you don't necessarily fit into quiet as well because there are times when you're loud.
1: Yeah it's such an interesting dynamic isn't it like I feel like so many of us receive that message growing up that it's not okay to be quiet but it's also not okay Mm. to be loud and I know for me personally, like there are there are people within my life who I've been friends with for a very long time and who would in no way describe me as being a quiet person, but more so an expressive person. I, I, I quite like that word actually in terms of like, um, I say it's being louder in air quotes, but actually it's it's about you being comfortable with who you are and actually just... Being comfortable enough to share and and to talk and to exp- like talk about the things that you're interested in, and so there are people that would describe me like that, but there are also people who do describe me as being very quiet and as the person who just sits there and listens to what's going on and you know doesn't always contribute much to a conversation. But I'm still a part of that, but I'm I'm in that more observant state, which you know I, I feel like we all have both these these aspects and qualities within us and yeah growing up it was quite confusing I feel because I was like I'm not allowed to be loud I'm not allowed to be quiet both feel shameful so who am I supposed to be how am I supposed to act how how am I meant to to operate and, and function mm. in this world when I'm being told that both are wrong so it's I feel like when you're kind of stuck in that in that limbo state almost it's you know that that can drive a lot of disconnection with, with who you are because if you're focused so much on um I suppose all those messages of like it's so wrong to be both these things and therefore I can't be anything your only option is to just basically not exist that sounds quite dramatic but that's that's kind of what it feels like so um yeah I feel like there is this this dynamic to explore between acceptance in both and finding that that acceptance and feeling that acceptance within ourselves and also recognizing like you said earlier I like the term that you use there around us being fluid because we are fluid you know we're not the same in every single moment or situation there are moments that bring out The side of us that is more curious, the side of us that's more expressive, the side of us that is more observant or you know all these different facets and and angles of us so it's it's important to to recognize that within ourselves and find acceptance of that.
2: Yeah as human beings we're made up mostly of water how can we not be fluid how can we not have this dynamic? I think we're living in a society that does like to put us in boxes, put us in the shy box put us in the loud box, mm. you know, we're either introvert or extrovert. And like you say, Stacey, we've
1: got all of these qualities within us. Yeah. Oh, that's just a reminder. As you were saying that, Haley, I just had this image of like, the sky. And in terms of like, some days, like the sky is really still, it's really quiet, there's no clouds. Um, and then other days, like it's raining, there's wind, you know, sometimes it's, it's just completely different like it never stays the same and the same with trees some days the trees are still and they're Mm -hmm. quiet and they're not making a sound and some days they're rustling and they're almost like communicating with us and telling a song and and you know yeah
2: but what nature shows us is that these qualities don't exist in isolation you know we don't have light without shade we don't get noise without quiet or movement without stillness They exist in perfect harmony together just as they do inside of you and me. So what we think of as an introverted or extroverted personality is actually far more fluid just as the tide comes in and goes back out. The way we show up in the world can ebb and flow too.
0: Um, Absolutely I think you know anything you observe any creature you'll either sometimes you'll hear it before you see it or you won't see it at all you'll only hear it. Um, So it's got that sort of again that Loud mixed with still stillness, um, and then you've also got the times where you might, if you're lucky, see a creature. Um, it might run across the path or whatever, but you will not hear a sound at all. And it's kind of that those two opposing things of it being sort of it can either be really loud but still hidden, or the opposite where it's it's dead quiet but still moving. And I think that it's really cool to see. You can look at a blackbird in your garden and it will sit there silently. You might not notice it, it might be in the hedge um, where they're nesting or something. But if you go outside at sort of nine o'clock at night and it's pitch black, they're normally the ones that are still going, um, crawling around, talking to each other really loudly. Um, and I think it's, yeah, it's really interesting, I think, just how nature again it picks those moments where it wants to be loud and it wants to be quiet um and I think as well it obviously for creatures it relates to the safety aspect you know it knows when to be quiet because it feels safer and sometimes we can I think we can do that in ourselves we know when we want to sort of feel comfy and safe so we we tend to become more inward and the times where we feel like we can express ourselves often the times we feel sort of you know more comfortable to do so um, so i think yeah it's interesting that clearly somewhere along the line we've we've adapted that from nature too oh
1: well i mean we are nature aren't we there's there's no, no question about that we we are one with with nature we we are one of the same so i find that really interesting
2: that when we feel socially anxious we feel like we're so so isolated that we are so separate and when we go outdoors when we connect with nature then it really reminds us that we're not alone we are connected Mm. you know we're connected to the birds and the trees and we're connected to the sea and like you say exactly that we are nature We see ourselves as so separate from it sometimes, but we are no different than any other animal. We're made of the same stuff as the sand and the sea and the stars. And and wow, just isn't that amazing? Like we are just as amazing as those things. Exactly.
1: This reminds me of um, a moment I had, it was about a year and a half ago and I was I was going through a bit of a of a rough patch I was feeling quite low and and getting, feeling very disconnected actually and um I just watched this documentary on I think it's called The Rock it was I think it was on Netflix and it, it was about you know the planet and our connection with like space and all that stuff and that was the first time that I learned that we are genuinely made of the same stuff as Stardust and for starters that was just like wow I'm made of the same stuff as stars how amazing is that and then the following day I went out for a run and as I kind of got into the flow of running and I was like focusing on my breathing and I was just in that moment this bird flew past me and I just had this really overwhelming feeling of like connection and was just like oh my god I'm the same as that bird me and the bird are made of the same things we are the same we're, we're connected oh my god I'm connected to the to the ground that I'm running on and it was just this amazing like it, it doesn't really have words to describe like how deep that feeling of connection was of like mm. wow yeah. I am a part of all of this everything like we're all so interconnected we're all yeah it was just it was just like amazing I think I almost cried (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that is beautiful Stacey
2: and when you think about it that's what we're really searching for that sense mm -hmm. of belonging a place where we can be who we really truly are and you know we have it already we just need to be with it Yeah, absolutely I think what can often get in the way is that we very much live in a culture that values rational thinking, logical thinking, and undervalues the connection that we have with our own inner wisdom, with our bodies, which by the way, science shows doesn't just come from the brain in our heads. It turns out that our hearts and our guts function as intelligent communicating brains too, and our intuition has been proven to be equally as valid in decision making as the brain in our heads. Yeah. However, we tend to overlook what we know deep down to be true and look for external cues as to who we should be and how we should show up and this is what you were talking about earlier Stacey when you were Mm. saying about whether you should be this quiet person or be this loud person and that's head based thinking that's totally Mm. excluding everything that you know to be true for you at your core everything that you know in your body right
1: yeah it's so oh what's the what's the term like um Well, separated, isn't it? Almost, it's it's, you're either one or the other. There's no. I'm I'm doing hand movements here that none of you can see on the podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's almost that thinking of like what you are rather than who you are. You're just focused Mm. on like what you should be, or you know whether you should be loud or you should be quiet, rather than focusing on the actual sort of integral part of who you are. Which is yeah, very different from how you come across.
1: And Ellie, how has how has like your explorations within nature kind of helped you connect to to that part of of who you are?
0: Um, I think for me, it's it almost started as a mindfulness activity. Um, without knowing it, I think a lot of the time I was doing these things, but I had no idea what I was doing. You know. I was I was walking to the beach at midnight just because I felt like it. Um, I knew there'd be no one around, and I used to sit down. and I remember once sitting there, and I could hear all these noises, and I was like, "Oh, what what is this?" Um, And I turned my torch on, and there was just like hundreds of little crabs, and it was just like, "Wow, this is so cool!" (laughs) And like any problems that I was feeling, or you know, any worries that I had. I just instantly, they were gone. It was just like, whoa, look at all this cool nature around me. This is so awesome. And you just, you know, you then walk back and you feel so so relieved that, you know, you realise you're part of something so much bigger. You know, these little worries that you have. Those crabs, they're just worried about having some food tonight. Like, (laughs) I don't need to worry about all these other things that, you know, sometimes you you dwell on and you, I don't know the right words for it, but you make it so much worse in your own head than it actually is. Um, and I think sometimes it would just pull me out of that state and make you realize, okay, this is what's happening. You know, worrying about it this much isn't going to change it. Um, and I think going out and connecting with nature in those little ways would help me think, kind of step back almost and be like, okay, look at, the i guess the basics of life um and how that's functioning and then focus on that focus on sort of your needs um and try not to worry about those other little things that keep Mm. creeping in um yeah so i think it was it started off with mindfulness activity and then i remember with the with the listening again I don't know why I was, I was so fascinated by listening to things. Um, but I, I remember sitting with my friend down once, we were both at the beach and I just said to her, try and listen to everything that's going on right now. And I always found that quite hard to do because I would hate talking about like anything that was slightly in depth. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Sense of vulnerability there, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um, and she did and she was just like whoa that's really difficult to do like there's all these layers that you you know you do subconsciously block out um and you know whether it was the sound or the sound of the sea or you know some birds flying past or there was a child playing somewhere she could she was starting to hear all these things as well and was like whoa it's it's this really interesting connection that we just were so in tune to block out nowadays um, so I think that was, yeah, it started off with these little, little connections as almost mindfulness activities to get myself out of my current sort of what I was feeling. Um, and then as I was doing so, I sort of became more and more passionate about nature. I wanted to know like, well, why is that bird here at this certain time? And <laughs> what is that mushroom over there? And things like that. Um, so I think it was that that kind of started to drive me more and more into relating with nature, um, yeah, and sort of figuring out what what was sort of more more than just us and how we can become. I think, like we were saying before, how we are part of nature and how we can become one with nature again.
2: Nature has this wonderful way of bringing us into the present, allowing us to drop down from our heads, reconnect with our bodies, our senses. And when we when we really connect with nature, amazing things happen to our body. Our, our breath rate changes, our heart rate changes. We move differently. Um, it releases different neurochemicals and hormones within us. And that totally shifts the anxiety response that we might be having at that time. And takes us into a place where we can be calmer and we can be more more aligned and connected with ourselves we can make decisions from a much much wiser place I had to make a decision on a house recently and um, I went and viewed the house and my partner said to me oh I, I want to buy it and I was like I need to go to the sea and we need a walk to think about it <laughs> <laughs> it's like just very naturally we are drawn to the sea and there's there's so much science out there that shows how How true this is how connected to the sea we are and how beneficial it is to be um, in blue and green spaces Um, have you come across nature deficit disorder no so being disconnected from nature can actually result in changes in how we use our senses Um, and we can end up living in a more kind of disconnected dialed out way um really focusing inwards and it can also relate to difficulties with attention and distraction too
0: no way
1: that's fascinating
0: that is (laughs) that makes so much sense though
1: (laughs) that feels like it's coming back to what you were just saying there Hayley about um the changes that nature can have on our nervous system and as you were just saying that I was sitting here thinking about how. like when you were just talking about the attention deficit disorder, because that feels very true for me. (laughs) Um, But just in terms of like how focused I, I feel like I've been for most of my life just on my like internal chatter and how much attention is just turned into like, turned onwards onto like all the, all the thoughts that are like racing through my, from my head. And I find that when I go outside and like you were saying, Ellie, with like the listening, and when you take that time to sit there in nature and just listen to what's going on, like it takes you out of that space. Absolutely. So how has, how have these practices that, that you've been doing in nature over the last few years helped you in terms of managing any anxiety or anxious feelings or self-doubting thoughts?
0: Um, again, I think it's going out into nature. It's, it, like you're kind of saying it tunes you into everything that's around you it puts everything into perspective and it's not just you know it gets those thoughts of sort of turning everything internal it makes you kind of realize the external world around you Um, and i think like we were saying nowadays it can be particularly difficult we've got so much technology and it's so hard to you know even when you go out for a walk you want to check your phone all the time, and you you want to see what's going on around you, and you you feel like you almost have to be doing something constantly. You can't just you can't just be. And I think by sort of going out in nature and practicing just observing, which you know as we we're saying, as quiet people, we're really quite good at. Um, and it, it by doing that, you end up taking yourself out of your inward thoughts and just letting yourself be within the nature around you. Um, I think what I've always found really useful with nature as well is the fact that we're often very worried about what people are thinking about us and being judged and things like that. And when you sit within nature, you, you don't have that judgment, you know, the animal's not going to care what you look like. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't care what you're thinking. It just wants to know whether you're safe and it can get past or whether it's just to turn around and go the other way <laughs> and I, th- I think it's I've always found that really useful because I think especially generally as a teenager it's really really difficult because you're so focused on those social aspects of what other people are thinking of you and how you're acting and how you should be acting and what you should be saying and what you should be liking and by going out into nature you just get this, this almost break of I don't have to do any of that and I think for me the more I've gone out into nature and the more I've done that it's made me realize that I don't have to do any of that in normal life anyway normal life,
2: yeah it's just a story that we tell ourselves.
0: <laughs> yeah exactly and you know I don't have to dress a certain way you know I don't have to be a certain way I can be how I am with nature with everyone else because you know I think I've I've discovered that if I can be like, like that that makes me who I am or I feel like that's who I am at that point in time and if I can just be like that around people that I'm close to if they like it then that's that's great but if they don't then that's okay too that's you know I think we're not going to get on with everyone and that's fine um and I think it's just finding those connections with the people you do connect with and sort of that's the important part to me um you know I think just being who you are and finding those connections is important rather than your sort of unauthentic self um connecting with people because you feel like you should
2: yeah and try to show up in a way that you think they want you to show up rather than showing up as you truly are um like yeah. you do when you're connecting with nature and I love how nature can shift your perspective and I mean when we're sitting with nature we're not judging nature um you know I was watching a David Attenborough program the other night and up close he was showing these like little um pictures of fire ants and things um and they they were so cute up close and like little frogs amazing (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely fascinating and it's like well if we can see the beauty in those things by getting closer and really seeing the detail then we can see the beauty in every other human being and they can
1: see the beauty in us by getting closer and seeing the detail and also the fact that like every like but when you watch those those nature programs and stuff like i feel like a really important lesson that we start to uh, to learn and to to recognize is that every living creature on this planet has a purpose and it's doing yeah. its own thing because it connects with what's important for like another creature to survive or another animal to survive or another plant to survive and like when when you can start to see that like every thing every living being every living creature like is here for to serve like that one little purpose and stuff like to me that feels like such an important thing to recognize because it makes me question like well if that's true for you know these tiny little Mm. ants or even like those tiny little micronisms that live in in the ocean and stuff then the same must be true for me as well like yeah I'm here for a reason. Yeah. I'm here because I have a purpose, and yeah. and the world comes into balance when I step into who I truly am because that is my sole mm. purpose. There's nothing else more to it.
0: Absolutely, Absolutely. I yeah. Think, yeah. I think that's that's so true. I know for a long time, um, you know, saying about how like ecosystems work and how things are reliant on each other, I'd got this impression that humans you know we're told that we aren't the greatest for nature Mm. um, because of what we are doing sort of environmentally using fossil fuels and plastic and things like that and for a long time I'd got it into my head that you know well I'm a very destructive force within nature so why should I be here why shouldn't I use those resources for like nature could use resources that I'm using instead of me using them so I've got this very negative way of thinking into my head um but then I think the more I started to connect with nature I realized I don't I'm not a negative force I am you know we can choose to help nature instead um you know and like you said we do have a purpose within this planet otherwise why would we be here mm. It's it's finding that sort of our true selves to find that kind of placement of where we should be um yeah and I think that became a very sort of enlightening moment for me not realizing that no I I should be here and I have a right to be here and that's okay um
1: I feel like that's such a beautiful reflection of where so many of us are Ellie in terms of like we may start with this like almost a sense of like our being is destructive that we're not worthy we're not deserving we can't you know we don't deserve to receive love or compassion or you know everything that we do is just destroys or or ruins things around us I know I certainly felt that way um know that if we take for example the way in which we tend to perceive making mistakes we view them as being things that are destructive that they ruin things that it creates failure that you know it has negative impact and, and things like that whereas actually that's not true you know mistakes are about learning mistakes are about growing they're about evolving and things like that so when we just what you were saying there in terms of like when you shifted your own perspective of how you even related with nature that feels very true for like how we can start to shift our own perspective around how we're relating to ourselves as well
0: yeah yeah definitely
2: yeah we can stand on a beach and feel entirely insignificant in the world because we are so small in comparison Mm. to our environment and the sea and the beach that we stood on or we can stand on the beach and feel how connected we are how a part of something we are and how everything that we do makes a difference you know we can go on a beach and pick up a few pieces of litter and we're making a massive difference in that moment to you know that marine animal that could have been severely injured by that piece of litter everything that we do has an impact in the world and we are valuable just because we exist just because we are part of this ecosystem just as we are
1: uh, I can't remember where I heard this or if I read it in a book but within the last week um I heard the story oh no sorry I was on a workshop I was on a workshop um one of four motions workshops actually it was on Saturday and she told this story of um this man who was standing on a beach and I think all these crabs had been like washed up onto onto the shore and this one man was standing there and he was throwing crabs back into back into the sea um so there's like hundreds of crabs on the beach and this other guy comes up to him and says like why are you doing that like you can't save all these crabs you can't make a difference so what's the point in doing it and this one like the guy who was throwing the crabs and like picked up another crab threw it in the back uh, like threw it back into the sea and was like made a difference for that one so it was like that's what counts like all these small little differences like the small little impacts that we can make like those are the things that that matter the most and you know with time if you think like how many small little moments you have throughout your life by the end of end of all of that and you know by the time we add up every single human being on this planet all those small small moments that we might perceive as being insignificant actually add up to be a huge thing
0: Yeah absolutely and I think as well sometimes when we are doing those small things we you know if you look at people sometimes that you admire or inspire you you can think oh gosh I'm never going to be like that like look at how much they can achieve in a day that's amazing but we don't realize that actually all these little things that we're doing are just as amazing and you know they like you said they build up and they add up and I think that's something we need to remember that it's it's the small acts do become the big ones eventually um yeah absolutely okay so
1: just to start bringing this to, to a close and this has been such a wonderful wonderful conversation um ellie if you could send a message back to your younger self what would you say
0: that is a good question um I would probably say just don't worry about what other people are thinking about you um i think when i was younger i was very introverted and very or felt very introverted and felt very insular and unconnected and I think that was, again, because I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to be a certain way um, in order to fit in. But I think, yeah, I would probably tell myself, you know, don't don't worry about that, just be you, and sort of be, just do what you enjoy, and you will eventually connect with the people that are right for you. Um, I'd probably also tell myself to get out in nature slightly earlier than I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a wonderful message.
1: And if you had just one last little bit like words of kindness that you could send out to everyone in our quiet community, what would that be?
0: Um I would probably just say keep keep going, keep being you. Um you know, I think as we've discussed during this podcast, we've all got these wonderful little quirks about us that we're all great in different ways um and I'd also say again try and try and get out into nature and just listen and watch and see how it shifts your own feelings um, and see if that yeah helps you at all
1: so we got quite deep there in that conversation didn't we and I just loved it and I really hope that you've all been able to take away something that really helps you to reflect on your own relationship with nature and how you can bring more of that into your daily life and into your daily practices to help you connect with, with yourself and with the environment around you and to really feel that sense of purpose and that, that sense of, you know, you really do already belong. There's no question about that. And as always, we'd love to invite you to come and join us on the Quiet Connections app and be a part of our quiet community where you can maybe share your thoughts around nature and how you're already using it and how it's already benefiting you and just join others in some of our virtual um, quiet gatherings and and community activities that we're doing where we are encouraging you to get out in nature. And I know Ellie's got some more wonderful ideas in, in the pipeline for some for another nature nourishment weekend and some mindful photography activities and practices that we can all do so please do come join us over there and be a part of this wonderful quiet community and in the meantime stay connected
0: thanks for listening you can find the show notes from this episode at quietconnections.co.uk If you enjoyed this episode, please help us reach more people by leaving a review. With gratitude for the support of
2: the National Lottery Community.